here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, welcome to the Mark Levin Show. That is not the voice of the great one. It's your old buddy, Dan Bongino, out of the bullpen. Filling in for Mark. We'll be back with you this week. They'll have no fear. What to do? What to do? Breaking news. Thank you, President Trump. Nice job. He's finally agreed to declassify portions of the FISA document, the Bruce Orr FBI interview 302s, and a bunch of texts. Ladies and gentlemen, here it comes. Here it comes. I have been waiting on this for, gosh, a year and a half now. This has been my life, this case, and I'm absolutely sure now that whether the, whether the media, because the media will never agree that Spygate, the whole thing was, a, you know, the Russian collusion thing was a hoax, but that Spygate is very real, the spying operation, right? Whether they agree or not, the information that's about to come out, I am sure of it, I would bet my entire professional reputation on it, is, I'm not going to say... Uh, is, is like the straw that broke the camel's back because the camel's back was broken a long time ago. The media just didn't acknowledge it. This is like, it, it, this is going to be a gusher. There's going to be no, if you still believe in the collusion hoax, please, please contact a family member. Go seek professional mental help immediately. After this stuff comes out, you are go. listen to me, listen closely. I'm going to get to Kavanaugh. I got a bunch of stuff. I'm sorry, but this just just broke before we came on the air. So we're going to be jumping around a little bit. Just deal with me. You know I don't ever steal you wrong. So we'll get back on track eventually. Just give me a second to get all this together, right? But if you still believe in this collusion hoax, please, please seek professional help. You are about to be utterly, completely humiliated. You are about to be embarrassed. You are about to look like such a fool on your social media networks amongst your friends. And liberals are going to be sitting around in support groups looking at each other like, my name is uh, liberal Joey Bag of Donuts, and I am a believer in the collusion fairy tale. Folks, it is not real. Now that this stuff is about to be declassified, you are going to see one key thing. That this entire case from minute one was based on one big fat hoax perpetrated by people working for Hillary Clinton in the form of this filthy, disgusting dossier with not a scintilla of actual information in it. All right, I'm going to get to that because I've got a lot to go. I've really... It, I, even though the storyline here is simple, you've been you've been screwed. If you believe in this, you you've been hoaxed. It's now going to come out. <laughs> Thank you. My wife's texting me. I love you too, sweetheart. You're the best. <laughs> you know I'm on the air right now, right? She's like, she's like texting me. You want Chipotle or Chick Fil A? I'm like, whatever, either one. I'm good. It's a hoax. It's a hoax. You got hoaxed. When are you going to give this up? How long are you going to hold on to this fairy tale? All right. Let me get to Kavanaugh first, because this is important. Folks, do we believe in evidence anymore? 
No, I'm serious. I mean, do we believe it? Are we going to be a country that's going to think about these kinds of issues when it comes to nominations, which, which granted, the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh for a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court is a critical decision. I have no doubt about that. I don't intend to take it lightly. I never did. I'll be candid with you. Um, he was not my first choice. Not that that matters. I'm not the president of the United States. I don't pretend to be. I wanted to see Mike Lee. Uh, we didn't get Mike Lee. I liked Amy Barrett. Um, but Brett Kavanaugh seems like a more than qualified person for the position. Brett Kavanaugh has been through six, six, as in the number above five and below seven, six FBI investigations. He has served on the federal bench for it seems like in perpetuity. We have what 300 decisions we've had from Kavanaugh to review. There has never been one Credible allegation of mistreatment by a woman or a man for anybody. He sailed through the FBI investigations. He has had multiple, multiple character witnesses come forward, including liberals, by the way, to attest to this man's character. He's apparently a basketball coach for his girls team or soccer or whatever it is. The guy's resume is just simply outstanding. Again, he wasn't my first choice, but discrediting the man's resume and the man's character on an allegation we have yet to find any corroborating evidence for at all and eliminating him from the possibility of joining the Supreme Court of the land seems to me at this point to be an extreme overreaction. And I am begging and imploring Republicans, please think this through. If the new rules here, the new rules for judicial appointments, politicians, whatever people in public life, if the new rules are allegations, however non-corroborated they are, when they surface are enough to derail and destroy a person's life, then you should put that out there right now because everybody needs to understand before they join public life that this is going to be the case. Because remember, ladies and gentlemen, these rules don't seem to apply to a lot of Democrats. A lot of people in Hollywood and others who seem to get away with everything. You have a guy right now in the upper levels of the DNC that's been charged with some very serious allegations of physical and emotional abuse in Keith Ellison. Now, let me be clear. Keith Ellison deserves his day in court, too. I'm not a hypocrite like the Democrats on this at all. Keith Ellison, for as much as I disagree with this guy, deserves his day in court. Or deserves a hearing on this and deserves to, and he deserves to be heard. If he has evidence to the contrary that he did not act this way, that as a human being, forget about a political opponent, he deserves to be heard too. If he is found guilty or the evidence is overwhelming that he did what he did, he should step aside. Why is Brett Kavanaugh not being given, despite no evidence corroborating these allegations at all, not being given the same courtesy? Folks, they even have letters. From 65 women who went to high school with Brett Kavanaugh saying this is not the guy they know. What else do you want? This is, do you understand this is an impossible standard for Kavanaugh to overcome? How do you expect him to disprove an allegation from 30 plus years ago where nobody else knows anything about it? Even the person the woman alleges was in the room when this happened has categorically denied this. Kavanaugh has doubled down on this and said, I don't even remember being at a party like the one she's describing. Folks. This doesn't make a lot of sense. Does the woman deserve to be heard? Of course. 
I have no, let me just tell you, I have no problem with information getting out there. I have a very serious problem with delaying this proceeding unless corroborating information to this woman's account presents itself. Because right now, if we're going to be fair here and we're going to weigh the evidence, the Democrats have had this information since July, July, it's September. You present this now. This has all the hallmarks, the way the Democrats handled it. So I'm being clear on this. All the hallmarks of a political hit job. How serious could you have taken these charges? Ladies and gentlemen, serious question. If you had this information, notably Dianne Feinstein, on the committee, Democrat senator from California, she's had the information since July. The person, the woman who, uh, the woman alleging the, uh, the, uh, the sexual assault by Kavanaugh, the woman who's making these allegations. She has no corroborating evidence. The person she alleges was there denies it. Kavanaugh categorically denies uh, this uh, the attack, number one. He denies even being at the party. There is no evidence of this kind of character flaw from him in the past at all. Zero. This makes no sense. Now, folks, it is an impossible standard to overcome. How Think about this. How is Brett Kavanaugh supposed to prove that this didn't happen? How? How is he going to prove it? There's nobody who knows. No, there's no corroborating witnesses. There's apparently, and then they say, oh, well, she told this to a psychiatrist. She did not mention Kavanaugh's name. That is not true. She said something to some mental health professional about an attack. She didn't mention Kavanaugh. Folks, we don't even know it's the same guy. I'm not disputing this woman's account. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to keep in mind, this woman may be telling a perfectly accurate story, With the wrong guy. There is no evidence corroborating the account at all. It is an absolutely impossible standard, a hurdle for Kavanaugh to overcome. It's impossible. And if that is the new standard, allegations, however uncorroborated, are enough to derail people. And and you're saying Kavanaugh should step aside, which I think is outrageous. Then let us know now, because you're going to see a bevy of this stuff in the future on both sides of the aisle. Oh, I don't like uh, this guy, uh, you know, when I was a kid, he did that. Well, how am I supposed to disprove You're not supposed to disprove it. I said you did it, therefore you're out. Folks, making this even worse, even worse. The Democrats who are supposedly advancing this information and want this woman to be heard, Chuck Grassley has offered them the opportunity, which I think is fair, have the woman's account put out there under oath. Let's hear what she has to say. Fair enough. The Democrats aren't cooperating. They don't even want to schedule a call. This is a lose, 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 lose. The Democrats, this is serious. It should be taken seriously. Okay, let's hear what the woman has to say. No, let's not. Well, what do you want us to do? Folks, this has all the hallmarks. The way it's being handled, again, to be clear, of a Democrat political hit job. Absolutely let the woman be heard, Miss Ford. Let her be heard. Again, I'm not even suggesting to you that she's making this up. I'm suggesting to you that she may not even have the right guy. Is he not entitled to defend himself? There is no evidence of this kind of behavior. There is no corroborating evidence to this account. He categorically denies it. We've seen absolutely nothing indicating that he is the guy who did this. None. He's not entitled to defend himself. Is that what you're saying? 
And if you're going to derail this guy, despite a lifetime of quality public service to this nation, then, folks, we have a whole different standard for public service, and you better step up now and tell us these are the new rules so everybody knows before they dare put their name in the hat again. All right, folks, I'm Dan Bongino, in for Mark Levin. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino in for the great one. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. All right, so I was just talking about this Kavanaugh. Uh, unbelievable. The Democrats, they just... Uh, you understand, like, the, what... I promise I'm going to get to this whole Spygate stuff and the declassification, but just for a second, just think about this. I want you to... The, just all... Remember when we were kids, I used to have this, uh, this teacher in fifth grade, Miss Gilfeather. God rest her soul. She just passed, by the way. She was so wonderful. She'd say, put your thinking cap, uh, caps on, kids, right? Think about this for a second. If this is not true, right? And this is a... If these charges are either accurate charges directed at the wrong person, in other words, the woman saying, hey, I was assaulted, but it's not Kavanaugh, or if the story is entirely made up, do you understand like what has been done to this guy's life? Folks, listen, I, I, I'm nobody's victim, okay? I'm not a snowflake. But I've run for office a couple of times. I've been in, uh, I mean, I say this with no air of pretension at all, but in kind of a public eye in a small way. I always say I'm on the D-list, which I'm cool with. I like the D-list. You know, it corresponds with the first initial of my name, Dan. But the D-list is fine. It's a cool place for me. But being in a public eye, on, granted, on a much smaller scale than Kavanaugh is now, and having run for office and having had... Um, you know, like negative ads run against you, and you're sitting there on TV, and you're watching TV with your, with your friends, and and I remember when I was running for Congress against John Delaney in Maryland, who's now running for president, oddly against Donald Trump. He was running these ads, and and my um, I was I was endorsed at the time by Sarah Palin and others, and he ran this ad where it was like a Jack in the Box, but it had my head on it, and it was really goofy. It was actually kind of funny. But it's embarrassing. It is. It's you're sitting there, and you, you know I wasn't used to it. I'd run before, um, but I never ran on that large of a scale where I was in a real dogfight. I mean, we lost the race by one point, right? So this was a serious race. But it's embarrassing. It's like it's it's hard. You're a human being. You don't want to be. And that was just the dopey ad about my face on a jack in a box. I mean, you'd go to church and. Uh, Chipotle or whatever, and you, I, they had the old Atlanta bread back then. I go in, and people be like, they'd look at you, and I'd see some people like, snicker, like, "Hey, are you that dude on the goofy ad?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, whatever, that's me, dopey Jack in the Box guy, right?" Can you imagine with this guy Kavanaugh, coaches his girls' uh, basketball team, has a history of not only quality, high quality public service, but also has a history of volunteering with charitable organizations, um, has a history of providing quality mentorship to people who have worked for him has a history in public life of of upstanding and high character he now has to go to his church or whatever it is on the weekend and he has to have people look him in the face and 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 say hey is is that real did you really attack a woman i mean you understand the kind of depravity it takes to do this if this is not genuine if these charges turn out later to be either fabricated charges or a case of mistaken identity. Folks, I mean, this this is serious stuff here. I, I'm, I'm going to warn you just quickly before you go, if you decide to go into public life, that that stuff will happen to you. 
And I'm telling you, the first time it happens and you hear a negative ad about yourself on the radio about what a loser you are or what a horrible human being and how you want to, you know, throw grandmas off cliffs and stuff like that. And what, you know, what one guy say, one guy, I forget, one guy was attacking me. One guy said I supported Obamacare in an ad. That was in a Republican primary. He's all right. He's a decent guy. But, you know, people do stuff during campaigns. I support. I said I support Obama. What are you crazy? Are you delirious? Are you on seriously? Are you on hallucinogenic uh, drugs right now? This is what happens. It's really tough to take. This guy accusing this guy of a sexual assault. Is he not entitled to defend himself? There is no evidence that this is this man's character. None. There is nobody has come forward with any kind of corroborating evidence indicating at all that even a scintilla of this man's character contains the kind of traits necessary to do something like that. None. And as I said, we were talking during the break, Mr. Producer and I, and I said, listen, if there was even a light denial, like, well, you know, people misinterpret signals and Brett Kavanaugh came out and said, um, you know, maybe she just misunderstood. That's not the denial. Kavanaugh's denial is categorical and unequivocal. I did not do this at any time, no less to this woman. And he says, I wasn't even at the party. I was not there. Folks, that's easy enough to corroborate. Find someone else there and be like, was Brett Kavanaugh there? They don't even want to do that because the Democrats aren't cooperating. Folks, this should send your antenna up. This man is entitled to defend himself and his character. All right, on the other side of this break, I want to get to the momentous decision to declassify this data. I'm Dan Bongino, in for Marco Vendor. We'll right Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Filter Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. The Mark Levin Show, where the Reagan Coalition meets every day. Call now, 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino in for Mark. will be back with you this week. So have no fear. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. And I say, bring it. Bring it. Like Kirsten Dunst and bring it on. Remember that? Remember that movie? I love that movie. I know. I, it's horrible. I, I, you know, I, some of my favorite movies are like the worst. They're, you know, they're so bad, you got to watch them all the time. Bring it on. Over the top. Remember Over the Top with Sylvester Slummer, the arm wrestling movie? I can't watch that enough. I cannot watch that movie enough. Bring it on. Trump has finally decided to declassify 
some critical documents in this horse manure of a case, uh, what they called Crossfire Hurricane, the sham scam investigation into Donald Trump and the subsequent Mueller scam sham witch hunt investigation afterwards to cover for the initial scam sham investigation into Trump and the scam sham investigation into Hillary Clinton before that. Now, why is what happened today? Absolutely critical. I am going to lay this out for you. Don't go anywhere. Here's what's going on, folks. And here's why all of this is now about to come crashing down on hapless, feckless media looney tunes and collusion conspiracy theorist hoaxes that are about to be complete. Take my word for this. Take this check to the bank. Cash it. Spend the money. Invest it. I don't care. But take it to the bank, folks. They are about to be completely humiliated again. Here are the two key critical declassifications and why they matter to you. There are key passages of the fourth FISA warrant in the early summer of 2017. The last FISA warrant used to spy on the Trump team. This timeline is critical. Don't lose me. It's going to be very simple, I promise, but don't lose me. All the FISAs were critical, but the fourth one is key. The last FISA warrant was signed by who? Oh, yeah, Rod Rosenstein. That's right. The DAG, the Deputy Attorney General. Rod Rosenstein signs this, Rosenstein, I always say Rosenstein, Rosenstein signed this warrant in the early summer of 2017, the last warrant. There are critical passages. Republicans in the Congress investigating this case have practically been begging the president to declassify. I'm going to explain to you why that matters, but I want to stand there for, stand easy for a second, hang tight. They also, now they're going to declassify texts from Comey and McCabe too. I'll get to that later, but this is the two critical ones. They also are going to declassify, now per President Trump, who has ultimate declassification authority, they are going to declassify the FBI summaries, the 302s, basically reports, written about their interviews of Bruce Orr, the justice official whose wife worked for Fusion GPS and who was corresponding with both Glenn Simpson and Christopher Steele. This is critical. Now, back to the FISA first. Why is the fourth FISA and certain passages in this fourth FISA critical? Ladies and gentlemen, by the time the fourth FISA was signed off on in the early summer of 2017 by the Deputy Attorney General, who is still in the position, Mr. Rosenstein, the FBI could not credibly claim at this point that they the information in there, if, 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 if it is the dossier, that they had no ability to verify it. Now, don't lose me. This is an important point. This is why the fourth FISA matters so much. There is a procedure to verify information before it is presented to a FISA court. The procedure, you can look this up yourself if you please double check me. You don't have to take anything um, I say for granted. I, I put out facts and information, but I encourage you to double check everything. Unlike liberals who encourage you never to double check what they're saying because usually it's garbage. It's called the Woods procedure. The Woods procedure requires certain FBI 
field office level people and management level people to verify and sign off on information. The information's then kicked over to the Department of Justice. It then goes through a similar chain of command in the Department of Justice. This procedure is supposed to, at each stage, make sure the information brought into a FISA court to spy on an American citizen or potentially someone else involved with that American citizen, right? That that information is authentic. The reason this procedure is established is because this is not an adversarial hearing. In other words, this, the, um, the FISA court is, in essence, a star chamber. The government can walk in there, folks, spy on you, and you would never even know it. They have no obligation to notify you. You will never receive a warrant in the mail. You will not get a knock at your door saying, hey, we're spying on you. You will be spied on. Your conversations would be listened to. And not only that. In those FISA warrants is the two-hop rule. Not embedded in there, but they can hop from you to someone else to someone else, which means if you can get even a lower-level person on the Trump campaign and get a FISA warrant to spy on them, you can then hop to people they email and in turn to people they email. Again, please look it up, the two-hop rule. At one point, I believe it was the three-hop rule. I believe they cut it to two hops. Meaning what, folks? Meaning if you spy on anyone, even a satellite official in the Trump administration or in the Trump campaign, you basically have a dragnet that encompasses the entire Trump team. Now is that fourth FISA starting to make sense? By the time that fourth FISA was being signed in the summer of 2017, they had had the dossier for almost a year. If you dared walk into court for the fourth time requesting to spy on, at this point, what looks like an innocent American in Carter Page, and after almost a year, you still didn't verify the information, and yet you swore to it again, you damn well better be sure in that fourth FISA, when they unredact this stuff, that there's something more in there than just the dossier, folks. You better be darn sure that those redactions contain something. Now, remember, the Democrats have gotten awfully quiet on this, folks. The Democrats, when the initial portions of the FISA were declassified, what, two months ago? It happened on a Friday night. There were significant blackouts, redactions. And the Democrats jumped in front of the cameras, that, that, uh, that, that fraud shifty Adam Schiff, who can't lie enough. That guy, I mean, he's a total disgrace. He's about to be humiliated. I mean, that just goes with being Adam Schiff. I mean, Adam Schiff's humiliated waking up in the morning being Adam Schiff. But he's about to be absolutely humiliated now. Because Adam Schiff and others said, no, no, no. Although they declassified portions of the FISA, and it looks like they spied on Trump because of the dirty dossier, the real dirt that was verified is in the redactions. Oh, is it? Is it? Is it, babe? Really? Sure about that? Because now we're all about to see that, aren't we? We're all about to see that. So you told us the real dirt was in the redactions. We're about to see that. So when the real dirt, which I will bet you my right arm on it, I will chop off my right arm with an axe if those redactions have any significant criminal verified information. It is BS. I guarantee you that is dossier-related stuff as well. That there is not a verified, authentic, probable cause, verified criminal charge in there. I'm telling you, 
It is guaranteed. How do I know this? Because the Democrats, after about a week of saying that, hey, listen, you know, once we declassify the full document, you're going to see they really had dirt on Trump, not just the dossier. All of a sudden, they got quiet. You doubt me? Have you heard a peep from them? Folks, listen, you're a listener of the Mark Levin Show. This is not a show for idiots, okay? You're smart people. Mark does a very intellectual show. So do a lot of other people, but Mark's a smart guy. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Have you heard them? Where have they been asking and clamoring for these redactions? Folks, think this through. If you're a liberal goofball listening to the show right now, you're welcome. I know you're always welcome to call in, right? Mr. Call Screener, do we not leave a line for liberals? Thank you. 877-381-3811. If you want to argue with me, please do. Please argue with me why liberals are an absolutely clamoring for these redactions. They did it for a couple days, and then they all shut up. Why? Why'd they shut up? Because when they were clamoring for additional redactions, saying, no, 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 look, this FISA isn't BS. The real dirty stuff is in the blackouts. They didn't think Trump would do it. Why? Now, here's where it gets a little, you know, the dipsy do flipperoo. You ever heard of it? This is a very scientific term. So uh, I'm going to follow me here. We're going to do hard science here. You know, when you're young and you're dating and, you know, you're involved with someone and you're into it, but not too much. And you break up with them and all of a sudden you see them with someone else. and You're like, oh, my gosh. And you're like, the dipsy, they they flip you around. It's a dipsy do flipperoo. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, man, I really screwed up. It happened to me a couple times. You know, you date someone who's really nice and, you know, you break up. And then all of a sudden, you see them dating someone else. And you're like, gosh, that was really a huge mistake. The dipsy do flipperoo. The Democrats are dipsy do flipperooing us, but they got the flipperooski themselves. They got the flipperooski. What happened? The Democrats had threatened Trump forever quietly that, hey, listen. They were kind of back-channeling and an open-channeling this forever, saying, listen, man, if you declassify any additional information, we are going to accuse you of obstructing justice in the Mueller probe. You get it? Mr. Producer, if I lose anyone, you have to be the audience ombudsman. You have to get in my ear and say, Dan, it doesn't make sense. It's important you understand this, folks. All right, you're the audience ombudsman now. Thank you. The Democrats quietly told the White House and kind of hinted in the public space, too. If you declassify any additional information, we are going to accuse you in public of obstructing the Mueller probe and hurting the FBI and damaging sources and methods. The Trump team, knowing there is zero evidence of collusion in those redactions at all. How would the Trump team know that? Because he's seen it. Trump can declassify whatever he wants. He's the president. He knows it's garbage. The Trump team held out. And held out, probably by some White House counsel advice, said, ah, maybe hold on for a little bit. Let's see what happens in the case. Now the Mueller probe is entirely falling apart. They've got nothing. They've got a guy on fibbing and a tax evasion charge. Oh, Manafort's cooperating. He's not cooperating against Trump. His lawyer just said that. Libs, did you miss that? Are you this stupid? His lawyer just came out and said on Friday that this has nothing to do with anything on the Trump team. Liberals, Manafort's cooperating. Not against Trump, you I don't have a buzzer. What's wrong with you idiots? Do you even watch the news? The case is over. It's over. 
The campaign managers cooperating, not against Trump. What does that tell you? They don't have anything. So now that they don't have anything, the Trump team probably feels comfortable letting the American people know exactly what happened. Thank God, which is the right call. The Democrats are now in a panic. Did you read them on Twitter after this decision? Look, go to Twitter. Check them out. Check out the Democrats are losing their minds. Oh, declassification. Sources and methods. What sources and methods? Like spying on American citizens illegally? Yeah, we, I think we have the right to know about that. You are now going to find that everything these police state tyrants have told you for the last few months about, no, no, the real dirt on Trump is in the redactions. Everything they told you is a hoax. It's a hoax. You got screwed. You got worked. You got worked. You got played for idiots. How do you feel? Remember that scene in Goodwill Hunting? You like apples? How you like them apples? You got played for imbeciles. These Democrat zeros, Shifty and Swalwell and these other police state tyrants, sad that they, they dangled this carrot in front of your dopey faces with this collusion thing, despite no evidence at all, and you followed it around everywhere, and you're now about to be made complete fools of. They spied on this guy because of a fake document provided by the Clinton team. Period. Full stop. End of sentence. It's over. It's time for Mueller and his probe to go away. Go away. Whatever you were doing, it was based on garbage. Thank you for your service, Mr. Mueller. Have a nice day. It's over. It's time to pardon Mike Flynn and get this thing out of the America, this stain on the country. All right, I got to take a break. I'm way over. I, I got, don't go in. I haven't even explained the 302s and because it gets worse. The FBI says, this gets worse. I just started. I just started. All right, if you want to call at 877-381-3811, I'm Dan Bongino, Info Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino, Info Mark. I should probably take a call here. 877-381-3811 if you want to join us. I'm just so fired up about this. This is the greatest thing ever, this declassification, because we're about to make complete fools out of all these people. Suckers. Outright suckers. Suckers who bought this collusion hoax for so long. You're about to be made to look so silly. And they'll still, you know what the hallmark of a conspiracy theory is, by the way? There's no way out of the conspiracy theory. You're like, there's space aliens. Like, well, there's no evidence of that. There's no evidence because the space aliens have, have implanted chips in people's heads and they wipe the evidence out. It, it's, it's a, there's no way to disprove it. That's the hallmark of a conspiracy theory. After the information is declassified and we find out that this whole case, the FISA, was based exclusively on this garbage dossier nobody verified, paid for by Hillary, they'll still come up with another excuse. They'll have another one. They'll be like, no, no, um, there's a one-word redaction in paragraph 6, subline 2.65, and that's really where all the evidence is. All right, let me take a call. Let's see. Who's good up there? What do we got? Uh, How about... Glennis in Texas. I love Texas. Who doesn't love Texas? Glennis, you're on with Dan Bargino. What do you got for us? Okay. I live, breathe, and eat politics. But what good is it going to do us to get this 
we know this. People who watch Fox are the only ones that know this. How right. can we get this out to the public? And, and Congress is not going to help us. Ryan and McConnell are just as bad as the Democrats. So, and Congress won't help us at all. So we've got this message, but how do we get it out there? Yeah, Glennis, I like your fire. Yes, dropping bombs on the Levin show. Glennis, good point. Um, number one, if we get it out there or don't get it out there, and I got, I'm sorry, I'm up against a break, but thanks for making it. I promise I'll answer your question. Whether we get it out there or not at this point, half the public who are avid anti-Trumpers don't care. Now it's only important to make them look silly. But more importantly, there are actual, there's criminal liability here, folks. There is very serious criminal liability. If leaks of classified information to the media, classified information, we can pin it to certain people, there's criminal liability. And if they in turn swore to the FISA court under oath that this information was true, these people are all going to lose their jobs. And there may be some potential liability on the civil side is there and there as well. So, listen, there is going to be a price to pay for this, I promise you. I'm Dan Bongino, in for Mark From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, cue the liberal meltdown. Outrage campaign number 672.53. I'm not really sure. Mr. Producer, if I'm missing an outrage campaign, uh, please. I'm Dan Bongino, by the way, Infomark Levin. Cue the liberal outrage campaign over the declassification of the FISA documents. It's already happening, but I'm getting lost in all the outrage campaigns. I'm, I'm trying to triage which outrage campaign. Mr. Producer, what is more important right now, the outrage campaign against Kavanaugh or the outrage campaign against declassification? Do you even know? Is there like a system? What do you think it is? You're juggling, right? It's like juggling chainsaws. I'm not sure either. I'm not really confident what we're supposed to be more outraged. Of course, I don't really give a crap about liberal outrage campaigns at all. I'm being facetious. But we had the travel ban outrage campaign, the immigration outrage campaign, the tax cuts outrage campaign, the Gorsuch outrage campaign, the Kavanaugh outrage campaign. Oh, the, the initial outrage campaign against, well, they shouldn't even be elect the electoral college outla- outrage campaign. The Women's March electoral outrage campaign afterwards. Oh, gosh, I really, I'm not even kidding. I can't even remember all the things I'm supposed to be outraged about. Here's the thing, I don't care. I'm like, we're mocking you guys because you're just, you're making yourselves entirely irrelevant. But they are, cue the outrage campaign over the declassification. Here's, here's uh, Andrea Mitchell from NBC. Reaction to Donald Trump's release of the records central to Mueller uh, Russia investigation. There is no Mueller Russia investigation. It's a joke. It's a farce. Rep. Adam Schiff says, I have been previously informed by the FBI and DOJ that they would consider their release a red line that must not be crossed as they may compromise sources and methods. One, that's total garbage. That is a steaming pile of horse waste. Okay. Listen, uh, Chris Ray. Rod Rosenstein, if you want to resign over this, go ahead. I like Chris Ray. Seems like a nice guy. Not a big fan of Rosenstein. You want to step aside? You don't want to declassify and follow an order by the president? 
Buy Felicia. Don't care. Don't care. And trust me when I tell you, nobody in this listening audience cares either. Just go. You don't want to let the American people see the scam that's being that's being gaslit and propagandized across America. This scam, sham, joke of a witch hunt against this president. You don't want us all to see it? Fine. Toodles. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What is two thumbs and waves goodbye to you? This guy. See you later. Bye-bye now. Go away. <laughs> don't let the door hit you in the, on the way out. Nobody cares. You don't want to follow an order? Beat it. But keep in mind, this was absolutely 100% predictable. An outrage campaign was pre-planned for this declassification. Why? 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 Did you miss the last segment of the show? If you did, don't worry, I'll fill you in. I don't want to repeat the content, but it's important here. They had this outrage campaign against the declassification. Oh my gosh, this is going to compromise sources and methods. What sources and methods are you talking about? The spy you used to spy on an innocent political campaign? And we're supposed to care. Oh, gee, sorry. Yeah, we wouldn't want to compromise them. God forbid. This was already pre-planned. Why? Because the Democrats are not stupid. They're devious. They're rotten to the core. I'm talking about up on Capitol Hill. I'm not talking about voting Democrats. Unlike Joe Biden, who called the Trump supporters the dregs of society. I really, I mean it. I think a lot of Democrats are patriots, too, who just probably want to get an answer to a lot of this stuff. Now, liberals, you've lost your mind. That's a whole different story. But the Democrats up on the Hill are rotten to the core. To the core. They understand that now that this stuff is public, everybody's going to see it's a sham. The whole thing was based on the fake dossier paid for by the Clintons. The whole thing. There is no other corroborating information. That is it. Do you understand the Democrats know this? Hence the outrage campaign. You need to resign over this. Go ahead, resign. Beat it. Nobody cares. You are totally replaceable. Now, before I get into the 302 stuff, you know, Phil, I love filling it for Mark, but it, I, sometimes I swear you do three hours. I feel like I could do like 10 hours on this stuff. Let's be crystal clear on what's going on right now. The case, it's now going to be public within minutes of this becoming public. You are now going to see the whole thing is based on the dossier. Why is this such a disaster for the FBI, the DOJ, and primarily for the Obama administration? Because let's go through what the FBI themselves said about this dossier. The whole case against Trump, folks, is based on this thing. Let's go from the top down. James Comey himself, the director of the FBI, Comey himself has already acknowledged that the dossier was, quote, salacious and unverified. His words, not Dan Bongino's. His words. Now, I was in a little Twitter dispute with a guy, a friend of mine, Rick, nice guy, but you can see it on Twitter if you want. He's like, well, there was other corroborating information in there other than the dossier. Really? Because we're about to find that out, aren't we? And I'm telling you, it's not. How do I know that? Because the number two at the FBI, who has now been fired from his job, Andrew McCabe, the deputy director, 
has already said up on Capitol Hill that they would not have established probable cause in the case. In other words, they wouldn't have had the requisite evidence to spy without the dossier. Mr. Producer, is this hard to understand? Please, if, if really, if I'm like toying with the audience, please let me know. You're with, uh, he's with me. He's, I'm hoping you're with me, too. We're now going to find out that the dossier is the FISA. Jim Comey has said it was salacious and unverified. The number two at the FBI working for Comey has already acknowledged because the liberals are like, oh, yeah, yeah, but that wasn't it. There was other stuff. There is no other stuff. There is no other stuff of substance. Nothing. The number two at the FBI has already acknowledged that it was the bulk of the warrant and the probable cause would not have existed without it. Liberals, are you hard of hearing? Are you missing something? Seriously, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I am. Can you be this stupid? These are the FBI people who worked on this at the management level. What are you missing? You know, I read this thing this weekend. They're like, uh, uh, well, actually, I I shouldn't say I read it. I heard I was listening to a podcast this weekend and. He's a nice guy. He's a little more. But he's like, the way to persuade people is not to get into a shouting contest. Okay, fine. That's not my style. Sorry, I'm not going to do You're an idiot if you believe this. Sorry, I'm not trying to persuade you anymore. They spied on an innocent American citizen. You need to be exposed for the police state tyrants you are. But there's other information. There's not other information. There's no other information. You keep waiting for this unicorn to arrive. Oh, There's video evidence of Trump accepting an envelope from Putin in in Russia. It's not going to happen. It's the fetch of cases. Remember fetch? I I know it annoys the heck out of my daily listeners. Fetch. Remember fetch for Mean Girls? Fetch. It's Gretchen. It's not going to happen. This is not going to happen, collusion. It is the fetch of criminal cases. It is not going to happen. You are now exposed. The FISA is going to be exposed. There's nothing there. So the deputy director, we wouldn't have had any, any probable cause without the dossier. The director, the dossier is salacious and unverified. Bill Prystep, the head of the FBI division investigating this case, who reports to the deputy director, has already told congressional and Senate investigators that the verification of the dossier, when they used it, used it, when they used it to spy on Trump, That the verification of it, quote, was in its infancy. Wait, wait, what? Wait, am I reading this right? You use the document to spy on a presidential campaign, and yet your efforts to verify it were only in their, quote, infancy? That's, That's not the way this works. That's not the way any of this works. Folks, for those of you who don't know me, I was a federal agent. I've sworn out tons of warrants. I've been on, I, I've been on these, I, I've done these cases for over a decade of my life. I've worked with intel agencies, okay? I, I'm not patting myself on the back. I don't care. I'm not trying to impress anybody. Don't, I'm really, it's, it's only relevant because I'm, I'm just trying to establish, establish basic bona fides. I understand how the federal system works. This was a mess. This whole house of cards is coming down. So recap, salacious and unverified by Comey says about the dossier. Number two, we wouldn't have had a case without it. Number three, the verification was in its infancy. The lead investigator in the case, Peter Stroke, the number four in the bureau in the chain of command on this case, but he's the lead investigator. He works for Prystep, is on a text 
saying he's afraid, quote, there's no big there there. Oh, my gosh, you libs, you keep falling down this rabbit hole. The guy who's investigating the case is texting his girlfriend that there's no big there there. And you suckers just keep falling for this. This is the fetch of criminal investigations. The fetch. Regina George is telling you fetch isn't going to happen. You're not listening. Finally, it's disclosed this weekend. John Solomon, Peace at the Hill, has been doing great work. Lisa Page's testimony right before the Mueller probe is announced investigating this hoax Russian collusion. Lisa Page apparently told congressional investigators that the case at that point when they opened the investigation could have been, quote, literally nothing. Oh, my gosh, you are getting so played for idiots. Do you understand how you are being played for dopes? You've got Trump out there at public speeches in front of thousands of people going, the collusion, where's the collusion? This guy's so guilty, he's calling for you to find the collusion. Are you this dumb? Nobody in the FBI thinks this case is real. It's the fetch of criminal cases. People are on the record saying the dossier was the key component to this, and you still are buying this garbage? How Can you be this dumb? Trump asked the FBI director to investigate if any Russian collusion had penetrated his team. You didn't know that? He asked him, you think he's guilty? Oh, my gosh. Seriously, seek an intervention. Get on meds immediately if you still believe this. Immediately. Go take some cough medicine or something because you seriously need some psychological or medical help if you believe this. All right, I got to take a break. I'm Dan Bongino, in for Mark Levin, 877. Don't take cough medicine, please. It's not medical advice. Sheesh. With liberals, I'm serious. You got to be like, you have to like throw in these little caveats because you don't even know how stupid some of these people are. 877 381 3811. 877 381 3811. I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. Mark Levin. Hi, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino in for Mark. Coming out of the bullpen. I'll be back with you this week, so have no fear. So you can probably tell I'm a. Um, Slightly fired up, but my wife is in the other room as she always is when I'm in my home studio. And she's like, gosh, there's a lot of yelling going on there. She listens to the show. But, you know, there's a delay from the time I, I say it to when it goes over the airwaves. So she's listening to the show inside, but I'm yelling so loud that she's hearing it live in addition to like, what is the delay? Like 30 seconds or so by the time it goes out. So she's like, I got to tell you, Dan, it's slightly annoying. Listening to you twice at this, I like the show, but I'm hearing it twice on a delay because I've been I, I, just I've been so deeply involved in this case for so long. It means so much to me because, folks, I know I can be like kind of sarcastic and I can make light of things to try to take the edge off our politics sometimes. But on a very serious note, I spent a lot of my adult life in law enforcement. It's an awesome power with both the NYPD and the United States Secret Service, jobs I was very proud of. You know, and as I say on every single show, whenever I can get this out to people, when you do an early morning raid at 6 o'clock in the morning and you're serving a federal arrest warrant, 
you know, and you either kick in a door or you knock on a door and you arrest someone. Folks, I'm telling you, if you have a heart, which most of these federal agents, if not the overwhelming majority, do. You know, it's hard not to feel bad for these people. I know that sounds crazy. You may think like, oh, gosh, they were, you know, they're criminals. Yeah, I mean, they were. They did something wrong. But I'm just I'm just being candid with you that when you see the kids run out of the room and the wife and, you know, they're crying and stuff, you know, they did something wrong. And listen, I don't regret, you know, being involved. We have to enforce our laws. It's just the bottom line. But I'm not a robot. I'm not an automaton either. And sometimes it was very hard to watch. You know, the wife's looking at, you know, and you even though they're bad guys, you have an obligation to obviously be professional and respectful. You're not there to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, some kind of a jerk and, and make the situation even worse. You're there to de-escalate. And when things calm down a bit, you know, the wife usually and the kids, they're crying and the wife doesn't even know what to do. Sometimes the wife getting arrested, too. What do I do? Do I take my kids to school? And you have no answers for them. You watch these kids crying. Where are you taking my daddy? It's not a joke. This is the FBI. They had the same powers I did. This is the FBI. You knock on someone's door. Paul Manafort, George Papadopoulos, whoever it be, you damn well better be sure you got a guy for something serious and you're there for the right reasons. I'm not suggesting these guys are saints. We're all sinners. I'm simply suggesting to you that when you drop the hammer of federal law enforcement on someone's head and you destroy and upend their entire lives, did it ever occur to these FBI people, did they ever look themselves in the mirror and say, are we doing this for the right reasons? Are we really doing what we're doing in the interests of the republic and in the interests of public safety? Or are we doing what we're doing because we're advancing someone else's political agenda and we just don't like this guy? Folks, it's a scary power. It's not a joke. I had it. I know what that looks like. You know, I just wish that these people in the FBI at the management level would have thought that through instead of getting lost in this case. I know exactly what happened. Their personal animus got involved. They got a bogus tip. They didn't verify it. They ran with it, and they absolutely, unequivocally abused their power. All right, on the other side of this break, I'm going to get to the other part of this scandal now that's going to become clear, which is the FBI interviews with Bruce Orr and why this declassification is going to be so damning at this point. I'm Dan Bongino, at DBongino on Twitter, Infomarket. Principled Patriot. Call in now at 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino in for Mark. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. So, the outrage freak out by liberals continues. Rep Eric Swalwell. Here he is on Twitter. Eric Swalwell, one of the lead promoters with Shifty Adam Schiff. Shifty! Shifty Schiff, right? Who've been promoting this. Oh, oh, no, there's more. Those redactions, they really got bad information on Trump there. So he declassifies and uh, Swalwell, who's about to be exposed as a complete liar and a total hack. Swalwell, Wallace. 
he is absolutely lawless real Donald Trump, is the subject of an investigation. That's his Twitter handle. Using his power to selectively release classified information is an abuse of power. His days of unchecked... (laughs) This guy is such an idiot. (laughs) Numbered. TikTok, we will just mark this as another exhibit. Yeah, in, in, a, in your profile for psychopathology, maybe. But here's the key line in Swalwell. Here's what, here's, here's gonna, let me just give you already these complete psychopaths on the left. This is going to be there because they're out of ammunition now. This, this is an empty cylinder. There is nothing left for them. First, they told us he colluded. Then we declassified the documents that the FBI spied on him. The declassification with redaction showed that it was crap, that there was no collusion. It was a dossier. Then they said, no, no, the redactions have the real information. Now that we're going to see the redactions, now he's like, he's using his power to selectively release classified information. I guarantee you, Swalwell, this police state supporting tyrant from California, this joke, did you ever see this guy? He's like a complete clown show, right? He's that guy who should be performing at your kid's clown show, right? With the with the big clown shoes and the clown hat. That's Swalwell. Clown. Clown Swalwell. The, this guy is a total clown. The bozo hat, the white makeup. He's next. He's going to come out and be like, no, no. There's a redaction in a document and a text. And in that redaction of six words, that's where the real collusion is. These guys are bozos, complete bozos. They look like idiots and they're holding on to anything because these are the same goofballs that have been telling us for months that no, no, next tomorrow we're going to see the collusion tomorrow. The, The collusion's there. So, sorry, I've been teasing it for a Let me get back to the 302s. I'm not trying to, like, keep you in suspense. It's just this thing is breaking as we're on the air, and I'm, I'm in hysterics watching liberals melt down. I'm laughing at you, at your goofballs, jokers, bozos. The declassification of the FISA, in addition to the Bruce Orr FBI interview summaries, those 302s, is absolutely key because, again, what FISA did they declassify? Are they looking to declassify? The fourth one, the one at the end where Papadopoulos had already been interviewed, uh, Mifsud had been interviewed. Uh, by this point, the verification of the dossier should have been complete. They had the thing for six-plus months. In that fourth FISA now, is the information Bruce Orr passed to the FBI in there? Well, the only way we're going to find that out is by comparing the interviews the FBI did with Bruce Orr to what's in the last FISA document. Mr. Producer, again, you are the audience ombudsman, so if I lose you, you need to get in the earpiece and go, Dan, slow down, dial it back. Bring it back. All right, good. He says we're good. The Bruce Orr interviews. Remember, Bruce Orr is the Department of Justice official, the number four official in the Department of Justice. This is not some small timer in contrast to what delusional media idiots want you to believe. This is the number four person in justice. He is meeting with Christopher Steele, the spy who compiles the dossier on behalf of the people Hillary Clinton hired. He's also meeting with uh, uh, Glenn Simpson, who is working for the company that's paying Christopher Steele. Bruce Orr from the Department of Justice is doing this while his wife is working for the same company hired by Mrs. Clinton to gin up the dossier. Oh, maybe a little critical point you may want to mention. Also, 
Glenn Simpson has already provided testimony indicating that he met Bruce Orr after the election or started talking. That's not the case. Bruce Orr is saying they started talking in August. That's going to create a little conundrum, is it not? What's the problem, folks? The problem here is that the information in that fourth FISA should contain relevant material as to what the motivation of the dossier uh, compilers were. If that information is not in that fourth FISA, the last one, when they already had it and was being withheld, it was being withheld for a reason. And the reason it was probably withheld is because they did not want to tell the judge the truth that this information was garbage. Now, there are three things I want you to look for in these 302s if they become an if and when. Now, he declassified them, but there's a process. It's probably going to take a few days, maybe a week or so. Christopher Steele had told Bruce Orr, who was interviewing with the FBI, Remember, they have all this information by the time the fourth FISA is out. That's why that fourth FISA is critical. Christopher Steele had told Bruce Orr that he had a personal animus for Donald Trump and did not want to see him elected. Gee, you think that's kind of important that the FISA judge hear that? Maybe, kind of, sort of? Or are you that delirious as a liberal that you think that's not a material fact? That a foreign spy on a payroll of a company paid for by your political opponent is interviewing with the Department of Justice, bringing negative information up about your political opponent, and he hates your political opponent and is told, and, oh, excuse me, and he hates Donald Trump, the political opponent. You think that's a critical fact? Call me crazy, folks, but you're presenting a FISA warrant to spy on a member of the Trump team, being in, with information provided by a foreign spy on the payroll of Hillary Clinton, and the foreign spy tells you that he hates Donald Trump and doesn't want to see him elected. Call me crazy, but I think that's kind of a material fact you may want to put in that fourth FISA. Is it in there? Is it in there? I am going to go as far as I can and almost guarantee you that information is not in that fourth FISA. If I'm a FISA judge right now, I am P.O.'d. It's a family-friendly show. I am really ticked off right now. Wait, you didn't tell me that the information you presented to my court to spy on this guy was provided by a guy who hates the guy we're spying on and doesn't want to see him elected? Somehow you didn't think that was relevant? Nah, Judge, um, uh, 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 you like marshmallows? It reminds me of when people like totally change the conversation because they have no answer. Second piece of it. So number one, is that in there? Is it in the FBI 302s? Did Bruce Orr tell the FBI, which we have strong indications he did, did Bruce Orr tell the FBI that Christopher Steele had a personal hatred for Donald Trump and didn't want to see him elected? If that's in those FBI 302s, that damn well better be in that fourth FISA. But it's not. Second, it is now known that the Bureau knew and understood And people at the DOJ knew that Bruce Orr's wife was working for Fusion GPS. Is that in that fourth FISA? When did Bruce Orr tell people and did he tell them at all? 
When did they find out? Did Bruce Orr think that was relevant? Folks, you think it may be kind of sort of important that the guy who's given information to the FBI and justice, Bruce Orr, that his wife is working for a company that's being paid to gather the information? You, you think kind of that's important? Liberals, you are total police state tyrants if you ignore this. Just know that. That's cool. Do what you want, right? Fine. But you understand you are total police state tyrants if you ignore what I'm telling you. Just embrace it. Just love it. Own it. Be it. Remember Pretty Woman? You ever see the Pretty Woman in a movie? Love it. Own it. Be it. Just be it. It's you. That's fine. Just acknowledge you're a bunch of police state hacks. It's cool. For you, not for us. But just stop faking it. Just come out and go, yes, okay. We're busted. We used all these back channels and this information laundering scheme. We did all of this stuff, information laundering and spying. It's actually two separate scandals. We did all of this, but no problem at all. We're police state hacks, and that's what we do. Okay, at least you're honest. Finally, what's the third piece of information? I already know the answers to this, Ben, so do you, uh, folks. I'm just putting it out there because, really, there are liberals out there who are so married and knee-deep in this, like this goofball Swalwell, that they, w- they just can't let it go. You're busted. It's over. The final piece of information. In those FBI summaries of the interviews with Bruce Orr, is there a mention anywhere that Hillary Clinton was paying Fusion GPS while Orr's wife was there? Because we know it's not in the FISA warrant. There's this diplomatic wording about a political opponent who may have had an interest in Trump. Never in the, is, is the Clinton campaign mentioned that they paid for this. Folks, is that not in the fourth FISA at all? Is that nowhere? Did Orr talk about that? Did he mention that? Folks, when you compare these investigative summaries of their interviews with Bruce Orr and that fourth FISA, if that information that Orr passed on is not in that document presented in front of a judge, then, ladies and gentlemen, the FISA court is a total, complete waste of time. If there is a court that can spy on an American citizen with evidence provided by their political opponent that has never been verified. Matter of fact, it turns out to be almost 90 plus percent outside of Carter Page traveling to Russia, which is last I checked is not illegal. Completely untrue. Then this we need to seriously evaluate what the Bill of Rights means. This is not a joke. This is real. This really happened. I've said to you, if you listen to me fill in uh, for Mark before, that this is three separate scandals. It's an information laundering scheme where this dossier was laundered through Bruce Orr and others and the media to make it seem legitimate. Look, it's coming from justice and the media. It's the same information, you knuckleheads. It's a spying scandal. The employing of Halper and U.S. intelligence assets to spy in a political campaign. It's also a setup. The people who contact people on the Trump administration and on the Trump campaign repeatedly, when you dig into their contacts, especially the Trump Tower meeting, you find out that all roads lead back to the Clinton campaign. It's indisputable, folks. It's the biggest scandal of our lifetime. 
All right, I got more on this after the break. I still want to get into Stroke and his latest text about a pretext to interview. This is, gets even worse. And wait till we see some. Now we're going to have even more clarification about how ugly this part of the scandal is. I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. I do want to take some calls, 877-381-3811. If you're a liberal, too, you want to argue, have at it, babe. Love it. Bring it. 877-381-3811. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Welcome back, Dan Mangino, in for Mark Levin. Sorry, I just I checked Twitter during the break. The, the, the liberal meltdown is just hysterical. It is just, I, I can't get over it. They are so deeply invested in not being exposed for the police state tyrants they are. Understand this, for the last year and a half, these media looney tunes have been so, they're like knee deep in the swamp of an, a, a myth. It's a this collusion thing that they... They're they're totally losing their minds. They can't believe that Trump is going to declassify this, and now there's going to be nowhere else to run. What are they going to report on? They're going to have to report on the declassifications, which are going to be crystal clear now, once this all comes out, that they spied on the president because Hillary put a dossier together. That's it. That's the Folks, that's the whole story. I wrote a book on this, right? I, I, shameless self-promotion. It's called Spygate. Mark said it was okay, okay? I don't. I hate to promote my own stuff, but I don't. You know, I don't pump it down anybody's throat, okay? But it's coming out October 9th, but it's available on Amazon if you want to check it out. I've been on this. It's called the book's called Spygate, literally by me, Dan Bongino, right? I have been on this for a year and a half. Enough, none of this is new news. I'm not the only one by. I mean, Greg Jarrett's been all over it. You got uh, Lee Smith at over at uh, used to write for Tablet Mag. He's at Real Clear now. There are tons of people who have known for Andy McCarthy, uh, who's been doing the legal side of this. Um, there are a number of people on Twitter who have known for a long time that this is a scam. Scam. You're getting totally scammed. You just you, these media folks. You just get, you're about to be embarrassed again. Does your credibility even matter anymore? All right. I said I'd get to this. Again, if you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. So let me just, uh, you know, let me take a call. I don't want to leave anybody hanging. Let's go to, um, let's go to Bob in Westchester. Bob, you're on with Dan Bongino. What do you got for us? Hey, Dan. Keep hey. fighting the good fight and uh, don't bother arguing with liberals because they just plead ignorance to everything. They do. But you know what, Bob? Wait, quick note for you. This is important. I used to believe that, but I'm going to tell you to argue with liberals. You know why? When I was running for office, I noticed an interesting phenomenon. When I would be at like a county fair and I'd get into like a verbal thing with a liberal person there, other people would gather around and they'd listen. And when you make a compelling case, people who are impressionable would be like, hey, buddy, I listened to you and you're right. That guy's wrong. So don't argue with the liberals. But yes, you're right. They don't listen, but someone else is. So sorry, just a quick note. (laughs) Okay, I'll, I'll buy that. But anyway, I just wanted to get to your point about the uh, FISA judges deal and all, all the information. And nobody seems to bring up that, you know, our justice system is so corrupted already. Who's to say that the FISA just, judges weren't complicit in this whole thing also? You I know, knew, I knew it all along. It's an interesting question, Bob. Um, I, I don't know that, though. And uh, I mean, I mean, I'm not uh, I, I don't have any evidence pro or con and I'm. 
being a former federal investigator myself, I, I haven't seen any evidence of that. I mean, I've been, done a pretty exhaustive search on this for my book, and I have not seen any evidence of it. Now, I have seen evidence, Bob, that there was some attempted influence over people on the FISA court. We've seen the texts. Remember the text with Stroke and, and the FBI folks? Hey, you know, we got Judge Contreras. Maybe we should invite him over. <laughs> so we do know that there was an attempt there. Um, but I, I can't I can't say pro because I haven't seen any evidence of that. But I do appreciate the call. And uh, I, I mean, you can't discount it. But I, I certainly don't want to would be totally uncomfortable putting that out as a as a uh, as a theory right now. I don't I'm not sure that and uh, it would be this irresponsible for me to say that. But I do know there was an attempted influence over the FISA courts. And yet, listen, you're right to ask questions, folks. I mean, this case, every there are things even I thought in the beginning would never happen. That apparently have happened. I mean, when I first found out that there was an actual human asset, a human intelligence asset employed to target the Trump team, I was absolutely floored. I, I, I never thought in a million years that would actually happen. All right. We get back on the other side of this. I want to talk about some more texts at Peter Stroke's involvement in this. And uh, you're not going to want to miss it. I'm Dan Bongino. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. (laughs) And the meltdown continues on social media. Again, outrage campaign number 665.26. Liberals, media, media people, so upset. Trump's going to declassify the files. This is unprecedented. I had a nickel every time I heard an press. Ah, shut up, you goofs. The same idiots for the last two years trying to sell people on this collusion hoax. We're supposed to listen to you dopes. Hard pass. Thanks. I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. I'll be back with you uh, this week. (laughs) It's it's. I do during the breaks. I go through social media because I want to see. I now that we can, you know, before social media, you'd have to go tune in. I, I can't watch these people on these cable channels. Um, I can't outside of Fox. I can't watch them because it's just psychotic. So what I'll do is I'll just go to Twitter and I'll read what's going on. I follow. I don't want to say who because they'll block me, but I watch like four or five of these liberal accounts in the media, liberal activist groups, and I see them and I use it as a rough proxy. The liberals are for what liberals are. They're losing their minds because they realize their goose is now cooked. They're going to declassify these documents. And the fact that they spied on Carter Page as a way to get into the Trump campaign through this two-hop rule, right? Hop from page to someone else to someone else, which they can do once they get a FISA warrant. Now that they realize they're all going to be embarrassed as police state tyrants, they're freaking out. I wanted to read to you something from Paul Sperry. Uh, he's got a piece in Real Clear Investigations. It's an important piece. He just talks about why, again, this is so devastating. Remember, the FISA warrants are on Carter Page, this low-level... I'm, I'm not trying to insult Carter Page, but... it. A, a almost an irrelevancy in the Trump campaign. He was a low-level foreign policy advisor that I doubt had two seconds alone with Trump, and yet this guy was supposed to be the vehicle by which the FBI was going to prove Trump colluded with the Russians to win the election. An absurdity. An idea so stupid, only a media type or a liberal would believe it. 
So here's Paul Sperry. In preparing for its case for the FISA court, the FBI struggled to find credible evidence to support a probable cause argument for spying on Page. A U.S. citizen, a well-placed source briefed on the matter, said. Evidence that he was acting as an agent of the Kremlin was thin. Headquarters leaned heavily on an unverified tip in the Steele dossier that Page had secretly met with two Kremlin-tied officials sanctioned by the U.S., Igor Sechin and Igor Dvietkin. To hatch, a pl- to hatch a plot to interfere in the election during a 2016 trip to Moscow. Wait, wait, wait. Don't go. This is important. But the only part of the sensational accusation the FBI could corroborate was that Page had traveled that month to Moscow, where he gave an academic speech at a business college that also once hosted President Obama. That that's it. That's what you. That's your whole case. That's what you based your case on. Are you guys serious? This is horrifying what happened. And now the liberals who have been lying to you forever about how Trump is the bad guy and they are supposedly, you know, they're the the guardians of the crown and the liberals are protecting the little guy and they're looking out for America's interests are now being exposed as pure, unadulterated police state backers, period. You spied on this guy. You had nothing. You guys have been telling us this was all done in America's interest. This is crap. Stop lying. Please tell the truth for once in your lives. Now, here's where it gets even more interesting. We find out over the weekend some new, uh, I think it was Chuck Ross, the Daily Caller. He's been doing some good work on this, too. Uh, Lee Smith, Andy McCarthy, like I said, a lot of people, but not Jeff Carlson uh, over at the market's work. He's been people been knocking it out of the park on this case. They unleashed some new texts from Peter Stroke on this. Peter Stroke, at one point, right around January, this is a critical time of 2017. This is that critical transition period between President Obama, President-elect Trump, to then President Trump, right? Around January of 2017, Peter Stroke, in this text exchange, says, hey, listen, now that this story basically is broken in the media, now we're discussing if we can use it as, quote, a pretext to go and interview some people. Do you understand how important and pivotal that is to this whole thing and how it goes, if you've been listening to the show for the last two hours? How this goes back to how this whole thing was based on this dossier. If the dossier had been verified, they wouldn't have needed to interview anyone. They could have arrested them. Or they could have told the Trump team, hey, we got this information. Look, we got this spy. We can back up the information. They had none of this. So what did they do? Right around January is when a critical leak happens, and they use the leak as a pretext to go and interview someone. They engineered the leak. Are you tracking me, folks? The Bureau has nothing on Carter Page. They have nothing on Papadopoulos. They have zero. Zip. Nothing. Having no information, they need a, quote, pretext. They need something. They can't just go knocking down your door, looking to interview you, and saying, hey, we want to interview you. Why? Well, because we don't like the guy you're working for, George Papadopoulos, Trump, so we just want to interview you. Well, that doesn't seem fair. So they needed something. They need a pretext. Well, Stroke, whose tradecraft, by the way, is horrifying. Horrifying. His trade. This is one of the lead spy catchers in the United States. This guy working for the FBI was embarrassingly stupid. Is texting on open channels. Hey, maybe we got a pretext now based on these media reports to go interview some people. Not bright, Peter. I'm sorry. Really stupid. 
But what did they do? What is the leak that happened around the time? Why do you walk you through the deviousness of how this went down? Folks, in January, Jim Clapper, who was the head of the DNI, the director was the, was the director of national intelligence, excuse me, under President Barack Obama. Jim Clapper, according to some testimony in public reporting, we now believe, again, according to multiple reports out there, urged Jim Comey, the director of the FBI, to go brief Donald Trump on the dossier. But this is critical. Comey doesn't brief Trump on the serious criminal allegations in the dossier, which are fake. He briefs him on the sexual stuff, the, you know, the nasty stuff that was in there. You know what I'm talking about. It's a family-friendly show. We don't need to rehash that. Why? Follow me. I won't lose you. Why does he only brief him on that stuff, the dirty stuff, not the criminal stuff? Because I think Comey at that time suspects strongly. Matter of fact, I think he knows that this criminal case is complete garbage. We already know he told people that the, docu- uh, that the uh, dossier was salacious and unverified. He doesn't like Donald Trump. He hates Donald Trump. So he doesn't want to brief him on the criminal components of the dossier because he doesn't want to admit there's an actual criminal investigation going on to the Trump team because he doesn't want the Trump team to shut it down because Trump and his team knows it's nonsense. So he, in the slimiest move possible, walks in there, briefs, Trump's, uh, briefs, uh, briefs Trump on the dossier, but leaves out the criminal stuff. Oh, this is just a salacious and unverified dossier on this kind of sexual stuff. You know, it's all crap, though. Trump urges Comey, by the way, if there is any Russian collusion, to go after it. It doesn't sound like much of a criminal act to me. If he was a real criminal, Trump, why would he want Comey to investigate it? But again, liberals, don't let that get in the way of you. I mean, you're so deluded. You want to believe this so badly. But now we have this briefing. I'm going to make the connections for you now. So Comey goes and briefs Trump on the dossier. Why is that necessary? And what does that have to do with the stroke text on a, on, about a pretext to go interview some people? The FBI investigators need this dossier to be leaked into the public. They need it to become a public story, to create public pressure, one for a special counsel, but secondly, to use the media reports as a, like a kind of a corroborating factor that this investigation is genuine so they can go out and interview some people. Are you scratching your head right now? You should be. They don't have any information that their charges against Trump are true because they're based on this dossier, which is crap. In order to make it seem that the dossier is anti-crap, is like not crap, they leak the dossier to the media. The media can't print the dossier because it's crap. In order to make the dossier seem like not crap, Jim Clapper tells Comey, go brief Donald Trump on the dossier. Therefore, the media can then pick up a story about the briefing. Jim Comey briefed him about this serious document, the dossier, knowing then that people will do what? CNN's covered because CNN could say, hey, we weren't talking about the dossier. It was unverified. Wink and a nod, right, folks? Wink and a nod. We weren't reporting on the dossier. We were reporting on the meeting. Oh, next thing you know, BuzzFeed and others start running with the dossier. You have this public pressure. Oh, my gosh, look at this dossier. It's so horrible. Trump's got a spy on his team. They're working with the Russians. This is crazy. Next thing you know, look at that. We get a special counsel, and all this wonderful stuff happens for the kooky liberals. Also, the interviews happen. Now, does the pretext text make sense? The pretext text. 
Does that make sense now? Stroke's the lead investigator. He can't just go and interview these people. They don't have anything. They have a junk dossier. But they feel that they can verify or at least corroborate the dossier if they leak it to the media. The media can't print it. It's garbage. But the media can print a story about Comey briefing them on the dossier. And then they can cite some of the media stories about the dossier to say, look, this is serious, this dossier. Other people have this information, too. Now we got to go interview some people. Do you understand how slimy and sloppy and disgusting this was? Horrible, folks. Absolutely horrifying what happened. The grotesque, disgusting, filthy abuse of power. Some people are, I see you, I'm going to get to some calls of 877-381-3811. But I, I, get, I get your point. Some people are asking, I can see on the call screen, is this going to make a difference? Folks, I don't know. I don't have all the answers here. But I do know this. I know a grand jury's been impaneled. I know a grand jury's looking into the deputy director of the FBI, who has now been terminated from his position, Andy McCabe. That we know. I know there is a United States attorney by the name of John Huber looking into these FISA abuses. I know that the inspector general has a report soon to be forthcoming about these FISA abuses. What's going to happen? I don't have any easy answers for you. But I can tell you this. Nothing is going to happen if you and I just give up and go, oh, nothing's going to happen. Forget it. No, no, don't forget it, damn it. Don't forget any of this. Forget it. No, no, no forgetting anything. This is a republic, right? If you can keep it, as Franklin said, right? It's your job to get out there and your social media and talking to people and your email lists, your podcasts, your, your work. I don't care. It's your job to keep your attention on this, too. It's not just ours. I put it out there for you to take it and run with it. All right, folks, I got to take a break. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. We'll be back on the other side of the break. I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. Mark Levin. Back to the Mark Levin Show. As you know, when I fill in, uh, me, Dan Bongino, must have been Bob Dole there. Bob Dole talking about his other third person. When I fill in, I always love uh, taking liberal callers because they almost never know what they're talking about. So I like to, to show you that they know very little about what they're talking about. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. Let's take Mike from San Francisco. Mike, you disagree. and You think you got something on me here? Let's see. What do you got? What do you think about the FISA? I certainly do, and I certainly do know what I'm talking about, Dan. I could discuss with you any number of aspects of this case that you misrepresent uh, okay, every time I hear you. All right, on let's the radio hear it. Get past it. Let's just hear it because I, I got to get to a break in a minute. So we'll get cool. it out. Uh, you understand how the FISA warrant process works. So you understand that they, uh, the investigators got four consecutive FISA warrants approved on Carter Page. The first one may have depended in part on the Steele dossier. In fact, we know that it did. Their theory was that Carter Page was acting as an agent for Russian intelligence. Yeah, what well, okay, know, wait, stop, 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 have... stop, stop, stop. You saying the theory that he was acting on behalf does not absolve you with the responsibility to answer a very simple question. Give me one scintilla of evidence that he was acting on behalf of Russian agents in violation of U.S. law. Anything. Uh, well, the fact that they that they got four consecutive FISA warrants. No, 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 Mike, 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 stop it, stop it, please. I'm done with the nonsense. Okay, 
You're using yeah. circular reasoning. You're saying they got a warrant on Pfizer, uh, uh, a Pfizer warrant on Carter Page because he was a Russian agent. I said, give me one piece of evidence that that's true. And you say, well, because they got a warrant. See, that's called circular reasoning. And it's the tool of imbeciles. So give me a piece of evidence that what you're saying is actually true. What piece of evidence has surfaced in the last two years that Carter Page, there's probable cause that he, you know the two components of this, I'm sure, because you sound like a real smart guy. I'm just kidding. You don't. Um, that the, he is acting on behalf of a foreign agent and in violation of U.S. law. Please produce a specific piece of evidence you know of that that is true. If you let me say one thing, the produce the evidence, please. I don't have time. Today that you cannot have your warrant approved multiple times unless the earlier warrants Mike, gave stop. you Turn this guy down because this guy's stupid is contagious and I'm getting dumber listening to him. Mike, I'm going to turn you back. I'm going to give you one last chance here. This is called circular reasoning and we have a smart audience. They know what you're doing. Okay? I'm going to give you one last shot here. You're accusing an innocent American citizen on a national radio show listened to by tens of millions of people. You're accusing him of being a Russian agent. I will give you one last shot to dehumiliate your dopey self on this show. Produce a scintilla of evidence that he is a foreign agent in violation of U.S. law. Go. There we go, folks. There it is. Mike DeMoron. Every single time. This, this, these idiots calls a show, accuses an innocent American citizen without any evidence at all of being a spy for the Russians. And when you ask him, he goes, well, a judge approved it. A judge approves the evidence in front of him. If the evidence is false, you dope. Then you, you think he deserves an apology? Oh, gosh. Why? Mr. Call Screener, how, do you, I think you lost 50 IQ points listening to this idiot. You did. See, he just said it. He said he just got dumber. I know I'm going to get emails after the show. You should have let him. I'm not going to let him talk. He's accusing Carter Page of being a spy without any evidence. He goes, well, there was a FISA warrant on him. Well, what's in the warrant? Where's the evidence? I don't need evidence. He got a FISA warrant. You understand that's called circular reasoning. Reasoning. It is the tool of morons. It is a tool of idiots. This guy's guilty of a crime. How do you know? Because the judge said he's guilty. Do you have any evidence of that? I don't have any evidence, but I know he's guilty. What if the evidence was wrong, but the judge said he was guilty? He was doing it based on bad evidence. Do you guys not understand that? Oh, my gosh. And the funny thing is Mike thinks he actually helped the cause there. Mike, seek professional help immediately. Seriously, you need it. I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. I'll be back after this. If you want to talk to Mark, we have two numbers for you to call. For regular Americans, call 877-381-3811. For liberals, call 877-381-3811. Oh, my absolute favorite intro. Back to the Mark Levin. What are bumpers? I don't know what they call them. I'm not an industry professional. <laughs> I, I I always tell this story. It actually took me a few minutes to figure that out the first time. Like, man, he really has a separate number for liberals. <laughs> 
Uh, Mr. Producer today knows I love that one. I do. It's my favorite. All right, I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. I really want to thank Michael the Liberal for calling in and humiliating himself in front of millions of people on the Levin Show. I always appreciate it. Thank you so much, Libs. You always prove my point. And I know I always get a few emails from conservatives who wish I'd let them talk more. Nah, sorry. I'm not going to do it. I'm not. I'm not. I just like them to call and initially expose themselves for the Looney Tunes they are. But then they require an utter, complete, and total dismantling. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. I can't help it. I can't take the stupid. I cannot let him continue to go on and drop the collective IQ of Mark Levin's audience by 15 or 20 points. Mr. Call Screener admitted it. He was dumber after that call. All of us. Remember the Billy Madison scene? You know the scene I'm talking about, right? In the debate at the end? I award you no points. <laughs> you, knew, you knew where I was going with that. I award you no points. At no point did, did anything resemble a coherent thought. May, may God have mercy on your soul. We're all dumber for having heard that. That's liberals. Carter Page was a Russian spy. How do you know that? Because it was a FISA warrant. There was a FISA warrant. Exactly. What was the evidence in the warrant that he was a Russian spy? The evidence that the, the, this is his, this was seriously his argument. Okay, there was a FISA warrant against Carter Page. What was the evidence he was a Russian spy? The evidence is there was a FISA warrant. Um, Mike, are are you brain dead? Did someone classify you as brain dead? Is this like your vocal cords are just reacting to an electrical impulse? Does your brain function? Does the cerebral cortex have neurons that are and dendrites and axons and myelin sheaths and stuff? Are they are they communicating? There's a FISA warrant against an American citizen. I'm asking you what the evidence to get the FISA warrant was. Your your comeback is the evidence is that there was a FISA warrant, and that actually makes sense to liberal. That that was, <laughs> Mr. Producer. Am I making it up? Was that not his argument? You heard it, right? Thank you. That was it. There's a FISA warrant against an American citizen that works for the Trump team. Yes, we know that. What was the evidence used to get this warrant to spy on Carter Page? The evidence was that there's a FISA warrant. Uh, I have a desk in front of me. It's a rather hard desk. I wanted, I don't, I shaved my head kind of close. I wanted to take the little hair I have and smash my head off the desk to pretend I didn't hear that. That's his actual argument. This is what we've what liberalism has come to. We're spying on American citizens. Do we have evidence for that? No, the evidence is we're using warrants to spy on them. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, oh, what? I feel like I have like this little B12 spray on my desk. Like I, I don't know if it has any neuroprotective action, but I feel like I should take a spray to protect my brain cells against the stupid that we just allowed on the airwaves. But I do it for a reason, to show you how loony these people are. They're insane. That guy is nuts. He went on this show. I'll tell you, Carter Page, if you're out there, I'm not even messing with you, man. I would sue every single person in America that accused you of being a spy. I'm not even kidding. Go get the best lawyer out there. They're so convinced, and they call in radio shows and accuse this guy of being It's unbelievable. You know, you can't do that. Do you have any evidence that Carter Page, in fact, a spy? No, no, I don't have any. But there was a FISA warrant. That's not evidence, dude. That's not evidence. You telling me there was a warrant. There are warrants issued all the time on information that later turns out to be bad. It's not that common, thankfully. 
But when you verify information, that happens. Oh, yeah, that didn't happen in this case. That's kind of the problem we're highlighting. Did you miss that? Oh, my gosh. You know, I was in, I don't know, a week ago from Mark. It was a holiday or something. And I described to you this case. Why this is such a huge scandal and what happened. That's how I'm going to leave you tonight. Because I want you to understand this abomination, what happened here. What this, 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 this enormous, grotesque abuse of power. There were three plans by the Obama administration. This is all starting to come together now, folks. Now, these three plans, I call them Plan A, Plan, plan B, and Plan C. I, I mean... They were never known. There wasn't like an official chart. Plan A, Plan B, and Plan C. Matter of fact, Plan A, there was never supposed to be a Plan C. Plan A was supposed to be the plan. They only needed Plan B after Plan A didn't work out. What do we know? Not what Michael presumes. Silly liberal caller. What do we know? We know Plan A by the Obama administration was likely using, because we know the unmaskings happened, Historic levels of access to information they could get by unmasking the tapped phone calls of American citizens with foreign with foreigners. Why do we know that? Because they've already admitted to it. We already have on the record Samantha Power, Obama's ambassador to the United Nations, acknowledging that these unmasking requests for people's information were funneled using her name. We know Susan Rice had historic numbers of unmasking requests. So a reasonable person would conclude that the Obama administration was seeking information on American citizens because they were unmasking their identity. Why else would you unmask the identity of an American citizen? Folks, I'm just asking you to be rational. Why else would you do that if you weren't trying to get information on what they were talking about and who they were? And you say, well, Dan, you have no evidence that they were targeting the Trump team. Targeting the Trump team. I don't. What are you talking about? The whole Mike Flynn case is based on an unmasked phone call. The whole case against Lieutenant General Mike Flynn, a decorated American military hero. The whole case is based on an unmasked phone call. You want to reword your dopey question after that? They weren't targeting Trump team people. No, no, they, you're right. They weren't. They only arrested one of them. For false statements to the FBI that the FBI agents interviewing him said weren't that were not deceptive. How that works, I still haven't figured out. Mike Flynn's guilty of lying to the FBI. The FBI agents, did he lie? No, he didn't lie. What what the hell? Are we living in like Bizarro Land? And they celebrate it, these police state tyrant libs. So that was plan A. At some point, ladies and gentlemen, plan A gets shut down. I have strong suspicions, and I'll be fair, I'm speculating here, but I have strong suspicions based on FISA court exposés and documents that are now public that Mike Rogers from the NSA sensed something was wrong here. Queries, unmaskings, and administration, uh, and I, I, I have a strong, strong feeling the Obama administration knew exactly at the highest levels what was going on. Plan A at some point gets shut down. We know what we know the FISA court gets involved and stops these contractors from digging into information. 
plan B then has to start. And this is all designed to take the Trump team down. Well, let's unmask their stuff. We can go after Flynn. We can go after others. At some point, this probably becomes an untenable strategy. Maybe people in the government didn't want to play ball. I, again, I'm candid when I don't know. I don't know exactly what shuts it down. My suspicions are Mike Rogers from the NSA had something to do with it. They then move to plan B. I mean, on the good side, him being a white hat in this. They then move to plan B. Plan B at this point is clearly an effort to continue this spying on the Trump team, but they won't have access anymore like they used to, or it's just not working out like it was. They hire Fusion GPS, the Clinton team. They gather the dossier. The dossier is pumped into the FBI through Bruce Orr. The dossier is then walked into a FISA court. No, none of the information is credible. It's not verified outside of Carter Page's trip to Moscow, which, again, is not illegal at all. It's not even remotely illegal. No less an excuse to spy on someone. They somehow manage, after a couple times getting shut down, they somehow manage to slip this past the FISA judge. They don't include exculpatory material. This thing is renewed three times using unverified information. They use this two-hop rule to jump into spying on Carter Page. Again, none of this stuff is, this is all verified. This is all out there for you to see. None of this stuff is speculation. They work their way around the Trump team. They're still gathering information. They still have nothing on collusion. Nothing. They have nothing. Where is it? It's nowhere. I told you in the first hour of the show, the FBI at the highest change of command themselves acknowledged fully and completely that there was that the, the document they based it on was garbage and that they based their case on it. They acknowledge that. Not me. They did. The FBI managers in the case. At some point, plan B breaks down. At some point, they realize that this Carter Page thing is a total farce. This guy's no Russian spy. Russian spy. Why isn't he in jail then? He's a Russian spy. They had probable cause to believe he's a Russian spy, and he's still out there doing interviews on Fox. He's going to be on Hannity tonight. And he's a Russian spy. You believe that? How dumb do you have to be? He's a Russian spy involved with colluding to overthrow the election. Hey, he'll be on Hannity tonight at night. <laughs> do you get it? Are you, again, are you brain dead? At some point, Plan B breaks down because the Bureau realizes that they're chasing nothing. They're chasing a, a, a fairy tale. It's a hoax. The dossier is a hoax. Now comes that, oh, mm, moment. I don't have a little buzzer here, so I do my own buzzer. Mm, what do we do now? Been spying on the Trump team, telling everybody, leaking to the media, this guy's colluding with the Russians, and he's not. Clean up, aisle four, bring in Bob Mueller. Jim Comey leaks a few memos. The Democrats start working with their colleagues and their sources in the Bureau and the DOJ. Public pressure. We can't even need this special counsel for the collusion that never happened. He was never investigating collusion, folks. Don't be a sucker. Bob Mueller was never investigating collusion. This isn't a stupid guy. Bob Mueller was brought in for one reason and one reason only. To clean up this mess at the Department of Justice. Keep the attention on Donald Trump. Lock up some people surrounding Donald Trump for whatever you can. Tax evasion, fibbing, it doesn't matter. Just put someone in jail for something. Lock up Mike Flynn for lying to the FBI when your own FBI agents didn't think he was lying. I don't care. Just do something to keep the attention on Trump. And that's exactly what Mueller did. Knowing the entire time his entire case was based on a hoax. That was plan C. Clean up aisle four. 
You're watching that right now. And yes, I don't know what's going to happen, but I can't emphasize to you enough, you are an important component of this national fabric of conservative and libertarian voices. Mark's a powerful voice here. I'm not kissing his butt. He doesn't even like that. Mr. Producer, am I right? He actually hates me. He, he thinks people are disingenuous when they do that. Mark does not do that butt-kissing game. He likes genuine, authentic people. I'm telling you, he does a, a smart, intellectual show, and he knows it is your job, too. It's not just Talk radio is not here for fun time. I'm glad the show is entertaining, and I try to make it entertaining. But this is not about fun time. We are in a serious constitutional crisis that Mark, of all people, understands. Remember, he was one of the first people, Mr. Producer, you know I'm right on this. He was one of the first people two years ago to call attention to the fact that a FISA was used to spy on the Trump team. And that that nut job at CNN, Brian Stelter, George from the, from the Seinfeld show. Costanza over there was like, oh, that could Mark Levin, he's a conspiracy theorist. I don't, I'm, by the way, I'm not even sure Brian Stelter ever apologized to Mark. This is serious. It's game time now. It's not your job or my job to say, hey, let's all give up. Nothing's going to happen. So what? You give up the fight? You know what? The fighting back is what happens. This is what we do. We're here to lay it down. We're here to fight back, are we not? That is your mission. I don't know if we're going to win, but we don't give up. I'm not trying to be Tony Robbins here, folks. I'm just telling you. This is real, man. Your kids live here in the United States. This is a fight worth having. Keep pushing. Don't give up. I saw a caller on the screen. Nothing's going to happen. I'm ready to give up. No, 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 no. This isn't a golf game. You don't get to walk off the golf course. It's a boxing match. You give up, the other guy's still whooping your... Starts with an A and ends in the letter before... (laughs) I'm going to say two of them. He's still kicking your butt. There's no giving up. Strike that word, that phrase out from your vocabulary. All right, I'm Dan Bongino with Mark Levin. Mark Levin. All right, folks, welcome back. Just uh, sorry, I was just scrolling through Twitter on the app, watching again the continued liberal meltdown over this declassification of the FISA documents. They're just freaking out. Just, folks, please understand they have nothing else to fall back on now. They have told us now for a year and a half, up to two years, what an evil, horrible person was. This guy, Donald Trump, colluded with the Russians. Look, the information's going to be in these FISA documents. Wait till it comes out. It came out. Now it's going to come. The rest of it's going to come out with the unredactions, uh, with the uh, with the declassified material. And we are going to find out exactly what this was, the most abominable disgusting political hit job we have seen in modern American history and everything and every person that promoted this propaganda gaslighting fairy tale of Russian collusion is about to be exposed for the dopes they are man we warned you you should have listened we warned you media people liberal goofballs Probably not a good way to convince me. I'm sorry. We warned you over and over again. You were being played for suckers, and you fell right into the trap, and now you're about to be exposed. You'll think of another lie, I'm sure. 
Oh, no, there's another Pfizer out there somewhere. Is there really? Yeah, I believe in string theory in another universe. Remember that Matthew McConaughey movie where he's like in an alternate universe and he communicates via gravity with his daughter years later? It's out there somewhere. There's a fight. That's the real evidence that these guys are spot. It's just so dumb. So dumb. You've made total fools out of yourselves, mockeries of the American justice system. You've, I mean, it, I, I can't wait till Trump is reelected. I got my fingers crossed. And this swamp is totally drained of you losers that were in there that pulled this off. Losers. Losers. And don't lecture me either because I worked with actual men and women of the FBI who were really good people. These idiots at the top are complete scrubs. Remember that TLC song? I don't want no scrubs. You guys were scrubs. Idiots. Embarrassing. All right. Dan Bongino. I was Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin tonight. Now, listen, if you want to pick up my book, I'm not a good promoter of stuff, but... It's, I have a book on all this called Spygate. It's available now on Amazon. I'd be honored if you'd check it out. How is that, Mr. Producer? Is that a good sales pitch? Mark's always generous enough to let me promote it. It's available on Amazon now. It's called Spygate, the attempted sabotage of Donald Trump. I finished it a month ago, but all this stuff is in there. Proving my point that people knew. Thanks again, folks. Talk to you soon. See you.